0: To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God, upon which we base our message this morning on this first Sunday in Lent is um, the second reading for today, St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 10. You heard this read before. I recall just these words. This message is near to you. It's in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we spread. So then, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, the only way to eternal salvation, my beloved. Have you had any good news lately? Perhaps you're the person who thought that there was something maybe physically wrong with you. And so he went to the doctor and he put you through a whole battery of tests. And after everything was all done, he said you're in perfect health. In fact, I think you're going to live a long and prosperous life. That's some pretty good news. Or maybe you're the person who's having a difficult Time in school with one particular subject, maybe science, maybe math, something like that, and you're working really, really hard, but you think that you're failing. And then after the semester is over, you get your report card, and lo and behold, you got a B. That was really good news. Perhaps you were the one that was um, ticketed for speeding, and um, after the police officer wrote out the ticket, upon further investigation. The police officer's uh, radar scope was defective. And so um, you didn't have to pay the ticket. No fine. Or perhaps you were the one whom God blessed with the gift of a healthy grandson just yesterday. And everything is very nice and everything is very physically wonderful. And that's some really good news. And so it is that life has a way of providing us with little surprising good messages now and again that make us happy for the moment. But heaven provides us with the best good news that makes us joyful for all eternity. The gospel message that we hear every week is unique in comparison to all the other good news bits that we get around the world. And so that's what we are going to talk, talk about today. The simple message of the gospel. The unique goodness of the good news. And St. Paul reminds us how near it is to all of us. And what it does for us. And how it's really all over the place. I don't know why it is, but... Um, Years back, a lot of our Lutheran churches uh, had, um, after the name of the church and before Lutheran, it had a little uh, EV, remember that, capital E, V, period, and I always wondered, what in the world is that, and why did they abbreviate it in the first place It makes it even more complex or complicated? Actually, it was an abbreviation for evangelical, would have been beautiful, Savior, Evangelical Lutheran Church evangel is a greek word that means good news or a good message so uh evangelical is a good news preaching church or a gospel preaching church you're hearing in the campaigns right now uh, everybody's saying oh are they going to get the evangelical vote well they're talking about christians who believe the gospel of jesus christ that's evangelical well just exactly what is the good news that we preach here every sunday The good news about Jesus Christ that we find in the Bible is is that because Jesus was punished for us, all of our sins are completely forgiven. So now God looks at all of us as being holy. And whoever believes that good news of declaration of not guilty is guaranteed of eternal life in heaven. Now, what we as Lutheran Christians always have to be very careful about is that the good news about Jesus is not taken for granted or that it becomes stale to our ears because in reality it's something very special and very precious. And relatively speaking, it is a message that not very many people in the world really have And not very many people understand. Now, the gospel of Jesus Christ, for a time, was misunderstood by the members of that congregation in Rome. St. Paul was writing this letter to a congregation of Christians in Rome. The majority of the congregations were Gentiles or Greeks or not Jews. But there was a minority in the congregation of Christian Jews. And they were having an argument uh, amongst themselves because the Jews said, you know... Uh, you Gentiles, it's okay to believe in Jesus Christ, but you also have to do the ceremonies and the sacrifices that God commanded in the Old Testament. And the Gentiles said, oh, no way. In fact, they came back and they said, you know, you Jews really have got a problem there because most of your culture uh, rejected Jesus Christ. That's why we got it. So we're a little bit better than you are, and no way are we going to do those Old Testament ceremonies. And so there was an argument, and that's when St. Paul stepped in. And St. Paul, with his message, said that God does not show special favor to any particular group of people because of who they are or what they do. God shows his favor to all people because of who he is and what he has done. In other words, all lives matter. And Just imagine what god has done god gave us without which his gift we would not know about it but he gave us the good news about jesus the gospel that's what the word gospel means good news the evangel and that good news is that you don't have to die in hell for your sins in fact you don't have to have any doubts at all about going to heaven And I maybe I told you that story before when I was in about fifth grade in Lutheran school and when our teacher asked us now How many of you know for sure that you're going to heaven? And we were kind of bewildered, you know, I deer in the headlight and all that stuff and some of us went like this Well, he spent the rest of the year saying well, what what, what are you Lutheran Christians? What have we been teaching you here? Jesus took away all of your sins. Through faith in Jesus Christ, you have everlasting life. You can go like this all the time. Are you going to heaven? And I'll tell you, we we can't talk about this simple message of Jesus Christ too often or too much. I can't tell you how many times I've uh, ministered to uh, uh, grandma or grandpa on their deathbed. And I said, now, Grandma, now, you know now, you don't have to worry. Now, you're going to heaven, right? And you know why you're going to heaven. Yes, because, Pastor, I tried to lead and be a good Christian and lead a good Christian life. And then very calmly I have to say, no, that's not the reason. It's because Jesus took away all of your sins. It's not what you did, but what he did for you. You see, God was so good in giving us that good news. St. Paul says, the word is near you. The word was near Adam and Eve right after they sinned. God gave them a promise of a Savior. He put his word, spoken word, right near them, and they took that word and they passed it down to their children, one generation to the next and to the next and to the next. God gave that same message to Noah. He passed that message down to his children and next and next and next about the Savior. Finally, he came to one person, Abraham, and he gave him the same message, the message that a Savior was coming. Passed it down to his children. But just think about it. For us believers in Jesus Christ, we have God's written word right in front of us. We have it even closer, you might say. In fact, St. Paul says right now, God's word is in your ears right as I'm preaching it to you. And just think about that. When God's word goes into your ears, then it goes into your head, then it goes into your soul or your heart. And then you want to pray about it. And you want to sing about it. And you want to tell others about it. And so, then that word is in your mouth. How thankful we need to be that God's word is so near to us that it's actually in us. And it's with us, the message of Jesus Christ. Well, the good news of Jesus Christ, St. Paul is talking about here, is unique, um, not only because it's near us, but also because it does things, it accomplishes things. St. Paul says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, brought him back to life, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are receive God's approval, and it was your mouth that you confess and are saved. Did you ever think about how powerful human words actually are? Just by speaking some words, you can teach somebody how to drive a car. Just by speaking some words, you can teach somebody to bake a cake who never baked before. Just by speaking words, you can transform a child so that ignorance transforms itself into knowledge. God's word, the gospel, is so good because it possesses the power to change an unbeliever into a believer, and that's a miracle. God's message of Jesus Christ is the tool that he gives to all humanity to help us not understand only who God is, but actually to transform our hearts from unbelief into believers. God's message is so good, and that's why we need to hear it over and over again and make our appointment with Jesus regularly because that's what creates faith in our hearts. Now, this morning, once again, I'd like to review a little bit about what faith is, what faith is all about. Faith in Jesus Christ is not just knowing some facts about the Bible. And I got to tell you a story, and it's kind of a sad story, and it goes back, I can remember I was about in mid-college, I was about 20 years old, and I decided to get together with a a grade school, former grade school classmate of mine, whom I haven't seen for about seven years. And when I visited with him, I, I heard from him that he was living a sinful life of drunkenness and fornication and adultery. And when I tried to talk to him about his Savior, he says, I don't have any problem. I can recite everything that I ever learned in Luther's catechism. And you can see that was not faith. Faith isn't just a matter of the head. Faith is a matter of the heart. Today, we, in, the, in the gospel, we heard about the temptation of Jesus. And as the devil was tempting Jesus, he actually quoted scripture. I mean, Satan actually knows the Bible, but he doesn't believe it. Faith means to trust in Jesus. Faith means to depend upon Jesus. Faith rec- means recognizing that we ca- cannot be dependent, independent from Jesus in this life, but we are very much dependent upon him for life and for breath and for salvation, and we need to go to his word regularly. We need to make a daily appointment with Jesus. St. Paul also says that... Um, Once you have faith in your heart, then it also shows itself by your confession. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whenever people confess faith in Jesus Christ, either by what they say or by what they do, then we know that uh, there's faith in their hearts. But the point that St. Paul also wants to remind us about this morning is that whenever you confess the message of Jesus Christ by your life and by your words and that you know you have faith in Jesus Christ, God gets the credit for all of that. Just to think of that. God gets credit for your faith. God gets credit for your confession. God gets credit for all the wonderful things that you do for him because he created you and he created the faith in your heart. And yet he loves you when you praise him. point that st paul wants to emphasize in these words before us this morning is that faith and confession are achievements of the good news that god has given to us that he blankets the whole world with every once in a while um when i'm taking an adult through uh, instruction class they say to me but pastor this is all so simple and that is so accurate it's so simple It's so easy We simply believe and confess And so we are saved It's so simple It's that simple Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ And you will be saved But I got to tell you From God's point of view It wasn't that simple In fact it was very complicated Because God had to devise a plan To save you And then he had to send his son All the way into death To forgive people Who don't all the time love him back For God, it was a task, incomprehensible. How could God could love us so much to do what he did? But now that it's all been done, it's just that simple. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Did you ever have any disappointments in your life? Oh, you bet you do. Uh, Your loan fell through and so you couldn't get the house. Uh, That vacation that you were planning fell through. St. Paul tells us this morning, when you're a Christian, you will never be ashamed. You will never have any disappointments, he's saying. And you know when you're really going to recognize that? And I got to say it again because of the birth of my grandson yesterday and how difficult it is for that fetus to go through that birth canal because it really doesn't want to be born. It's nice and cozy there in the womb, but it goes down the birth canal. and That's traum- traumatic. And they start crying, but all of a sudden they say, wow, this is a whole new experience. And when it comes time for you and me to face our Lord on our death, but it's going to be like going through the birth canal to eternal life, and we don't necessarily want to go. And it's traumatic to die. But God says you will not be disappointed because you're going to wake up in heaven forever to see beauties that you can't even describe. God's grace through the message of the good news is inexhaustible. No matter how many sinners call upon Jesus for mercy, he hears. No matter how great their sin, God's grace is always greater. All people are saved in the exact same way. No matter who they are, saved by God's grace through faith in Jesus Christ. So, have you had any good news lately? You can usually tell, you know, when somebody uh, has heard some good news. They usually want to tell somebody about it. They say, hey, did you hear what happened to me? Got the new house. Hey, we got the loan. And they usually say it with a smile on their face. Hey, did you hear? The doc gave me a clean bill of health. So how do you react when you hear the greatest news on earth? That a person can really know for sure what happens after the grave. A person can really know for sure that God loves him. A person can really know for sure that they are forgiven and saved. Hey, that's really great. I have to tell somebody about it. May the unique goodness of the good news of Jesus Christ for you and for me always be exciting and exhilarating and motivating. After all, consider the message of Jesus. How good God is to place that word so near us so that it creates faith in our hearts and confession with our mouths. How good the good news is. And whoever accepts it will be saved. God, granted for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.